ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars saga began, and Kenner continues the excitement. Star Wars figures. The Empire Strikes Back turn of the Jedi. Welcome to the Star Wars Collector's Archive Podcast. It's the Cast. Newest news on the oldest toys, from bubble bath to belt buckles. 12 packs, two packs. New Star Wars collection. Brought to you by the Star Wars Collectors Archive. The SWCA.com. Featuring your host, Sky Payne. Steven Chewbacca. 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 This week's co-host, Steven B. Danley. I've got you now, Ben Kenobi. Star Wars Early Bird Certificate Package. New from Kenner. Kenner's Star Wars action figures each sold separately. Wampa Wampa, everybody. Welcome to the Kivecast for July 2010. That's right, it's the uh, sixth Kivecast, and uh, I was actually, Steve, I was going to say, Konichi Wampa. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I've been sitting on that joke for, I don't know, a couple weeks now. I'm, I'm in, in the land of the rising sun, I'm in Japan, and Steve, wh- where are you? I'm back in the good land of Galita. Yeah, so this is a true, you know, we're spanning the Pacific. For, for you Kivecast listeners, this is going to be the future of the Kivecast. It's going to be this remote recording, and uh, I think the sound quality is probably better. You can probably hear us better. Uh, I feel like Steve is right in the next room. I actually have a, I have a cardboard cutout of him, so... Oh, know, no. Yeah, I do. You're in a little B-Wing outfit. It's very cute. Uh, <laughs> It is nice to have our own microphones, though. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is nice as opposed to having kind of huddle around. Just to give you an idea of what we have in the show, it's a very Japanese-oriented show. We have interviews with uh, the owner of Starcase, the Japanese vintage superstore. Uh, interview with Emei Takeda, the world leader in uh, Japanese Star Wars collecting. Uh, we have some Japanese-themed market watch, Japanese-themed nugget from the archive, and a whole bunch of news that well just has to do with Celebration Five. But yeah, so this is uh, this is the future of the Kivecast, and we got a lot of news. So I say we just uh, we cut right to it. Sounds good. Watch out! It's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news. It's Kenner's news. So let's get to the uh, the Celebration Five news. Uh, the the top again has to do with the number two GL George Lucas, and what what, what right. news is that, Steve? We got uh, John Stewart coming in to interview him this time, so I, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I'm a big Daily Show fan. I don't know about you, but um, always entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would have preferred uh, Stephen Colbert. But, oh, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you there. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take uh, John Stewart. That's going to be awesome. That's definitely going to make it like an extra draw as opposed to having uh, yeah. Cap- Captain Panaka interview him or whatever it was last time. <laughs> right. <laughs> not that Captain Panaka is not cool. But, uh, oh, no, but yeah, and then uh, just <laughs> just got the the email from uh, Lobart yesterday, and all the all the swag is in production as we speak. Right on, good yeah. deal. Yeah, um, so the 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 Mr. Lobato shirt has been slightly upgraded, I'd say. The the design's a little more integrated. It looks a little bit less like a iron iron shirt, which is what I was afraid of. <laughs> I toned down no, the purple. Looks good. 
Yeah, yeah, you like yeah. it. Yeah, well, it's it's cool, yeah. and I'm able to show it to people around here. But uh, the, the tricky thing with with the, the Japanese is if you ask them a, a leading question, they always answer yes. So I'm always like, do you, <laughs> do you know The Simpsons? Like, yes, 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 yes. Oh, do, do you remember the Mister Sparkle? <laughs> of course, of course, I love that. And then it's very clear they have no idea what you're talking about. But <laughs> but you'll actually hear that in in the interview later. But do they recognize the image? Though? I don't think they recognize the image, but well, you know. You know, who, who knows? And then, uh, <laughs> then we got the, the, the pins are coming out, and we'll be giving those out right. just all over the place. I mean, you see one of us, you just hit us up, and we'll, we'll, we'll give you one uh, or two if you have, have a little kid with you. And then, and then the California Vintage Collector Club. And that, right. uh, that, that kind of – I think we should put this in with the, uh, just the, the sort of the general swag. Um, yeah. And it's just it just looks awesome the the, the yeah. official logo of the uh, of the club so not too much new there again it's free for members and ten dollars for non California people and uh, you can email right, Steve and, uh, I, what's your exactly, email there? yeah I got the the email address that I that actually uh, Bart set this up it's uh, he pronounces it cavswack at gmail dot com but it's uh, C A V SWCC for the California Vintage Star Wars Collectors Club at gmail.com. And, um, so, Steve, have you gotten any orders? Yeah, yeah, we actually got a few um, uh, from the blog post, and uh, I'm keeping track of those. So, um, yeah, I got to bump that post on Rebel Scum to make sure that that's aware, you know, everyone's aware of it. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're got a few so far. So, hopefully, we'll, uh, we'll get some more because I, I think we ordered 50 of those shirts, right? Yeah, we did. And the, and the, the Chuseum shirt, the Lobato, I mean, that's, um, you know, that's I'd say at least a good two thirds of those are are requested. But I am giving I'm giving primacy to those who listen to the Kivecast just because uh, I want more listeners. So uh, <laughs> I'll be sending out emails soon saying uh, who gets them out of who ordered them. The the collector panels. So 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 did we just get like the first four last time? Yeah, I think we got the first four. I was going to pull up the list again here. Um, I, I just remember that one of the last ones we saw was the end of Star Wars. That's right. Which yeah. just Oh, and hey, we got a call on the Wampa line, and it's uh, John McElwain. So uh, oh, okay. that, that's how you pronounce his name. He, he called, and, and he's <laughs> listening, so uh, that's cool. Oh, good. So, shout out to, to food collectors. We'll be getting into food a little bit later. Yeah. So, so yeah, let's, uh, let's kind of uh, bring it up here and talk kind of briefly. So we talked about animation collecting, food collectibles, Empire Strikes Back, and the end of Star Wars collecting. Then we got uh, Star Wars Patches, and that's with uh, Tony D'Amata. Who's a really cool guy, and Ken Tarleton. Ken Tarleton also goes by what name, Steve? Ken Tarleton. Oh man, I think he stumped me on this. Stormtrooper Elvis, man. Oh, Stormtrooper yes. Ken. Okay, yeah. okay. Me- member of the California Vintage Star Wars Collectors Club. Although he's never been to a meeting, unfortunately. Okay, I was say I haven't. I haven't met him in person <laughs> yet. But, uh, <laughs> I've seen him many times. Yeah, and then a, a very interesting one: uh, partners in collecting. Yeah, they're the people who are with collectors, um, okay. which uh, that should be quite interesting. I look forward to telling my wife about what what, <laughs> what is said there, and and, uh, and then humorous Star Wars items. And that's uh, who's that's Duncan's doing that, right? Duncan, yeah, that's Duncan. And um, that's going to be good. <laughs> it's always fun. You could see it fifty times, and fifty times you'd be happy with it. And then yep. the, the next one, Steve, is uh, Star Wars collectibles author panel. And uh, I'm very excited about this for a couple reasons. One, I love Star Wars authors. I think it's a very interesting idea. You know, I went out to 
went up to Toronto to meet Jim McCallum once to talk about his book, and I went to Paris to meet up with Stephen Foucault and talk about his book. And so uh, this is really exciting. It's going to have Shane, yeah. uh, Ann Newman, Pete Vilmer, Duncan Jenkins, Gus Lopez, the big Steve Sansweet, John Kellerman, and Todd DiMartino. Well, that's going to be uh, great. And, and it will also feature myself, Steve. I'm going to be the moderator. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was, I was asked. Apparently, the interview with Gus, he thought that uh, I had a good radio voice. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad somebody thinks so. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'll, I'll be moderating that. I've been whipping up some questions and, and trying to figure awesome. out exactly what to say. But that's really exciting. And uh, yeah. I was very, very honored to be, to be asked, in particular with that panel. Um, Great. Yeah, and, uh, and then after that is, of course, yeah. Star Wars yeah, Collecting that's... Podcasts. Right? Yeah. We're going to we're gonna have to plan that one out a bit, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have to. I feel bad because I always get these emails from Arnie. So the, the other people on the podcast, on the uh-huh. panel with us is uh, uh, Arnie and Marjorie uh, Carvalho, I assume is how you pronounce the name. And they do Star Wars Action News. Yeah, I, I actually got a chance to, to listen to a couple of those. I, I'd never listened to them before, but they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, props to them. I yeah, mean, we're, we're a little bit outclassed there, Steve, but uh, <laughs> you know what? You got to learn from it, you know? You just got to exactly. say, you know, okay, yeah, no, we do a weekly show with high production quality, or it's a monthly <laughs> show, and uh, anyways, production quality's not bad. But, kit-bashed, uh, kit-bashed. Yeah, kit-bashed, that's, that's a good way, Steve. Uh, you're, you're really on it today, yeah. We have a, a kit bash show, but it's cool. We've been talking, and it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty integrated, and uh, yeah. should be pretty fascinating. And then uh, Star Wars store displays, and that's We're awesome, because that's going to be with Will Grief and Todd Chamberlain, and they just, I mean, they seem to know everything about that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one I'm definitely going to be taking my, my pen and my paper. Uh, <laughs> I remember, because I went to almost all of them at C4, and I had this whole list of things I had to track down. <laughs> yeah. And I'd say I got about, you know, one-fifth of them, so. It's a start. Yeah. Well, the main thing was getting that the fat Chewbacca from the Peruvian bootleg board game. <laughs> that was my big coup. And then original movie props and wardrobe collecting, which... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a cool. big deal, huh? Uh, yeah, these, these days I I know I've you know I've never really looked into it. I don't know how much it costs, but I I just I've heard that it's kind of it's been gathering steam over the last few years, and uh, yeah, I mean I I don't really know anything about it, so I'd be interested in sitting down for that. Yeah, and there's a, a whole bunch of people there, and then the <laughs> next one, Steve. What, what do you think of the title of the next one? That's that's pretty broad. It's right up our alley, I would think. <laughs> yeah, vintage Star Wars <laughs> toys. <laughs> so, but it's with uh, Chris Jorgulius. Yes, got to say his name, and yeah, and Chris it. Fawcett. So, two of the most knowledgeable guys out there. So, I imagine that'll be kind of an, an intro, kind of a you know, this is what it's all about, and yeah. uh, the Star Wars Collector Social Hour. You, you, did you go to that one last time, Steve? Yeah, I did last time. Um, that was when they had the whole melee over the uh, the stickers, like the free coin stickers. That's what I remember about the social hour. Matthias had his sheets out there, that's and, right. and it was like a feeding frenzy over those. Uh, that's right. But yeah, that's that's gonna be a blast. Yeah, see, I was giving out the T-shirts at the time. Oh, okay. And uh, so people were very nice because they got me all the chewy stuff I'd need, and I didn't have to do anything to get <laughs> it. So yeah, that's also where if you are getting a shirt. Um, a museum shirt. That's where I'll be giving those out. And I would say, if there's one thing you go to, you know, if you're, you know, we've been getting some emails from people who are kind of dipping their toes in the in the waters. Uh, if you, you know, get yourself known, show up, 
introduce yourself to anybody and everybody. Just say who you yeah. are, what you collect, and it doesn't matter if it's someone with a big rep or whatever. Like we're all just there to to hang out and talk. And, yeah, that's uh, easily like the best opportunity to do that. That was actually when I met a lot of of collectors last time, and I I never have met before. So it's great. It's yeah, a, it's a good time. Yeah, I'd say if you have to go to one, go to that one. Uh, Star Wars toy prototypes, which. Uh, is of course by Gus and Duncan, our esteemed interviewees last time, okay. yeah. and uh, I think they know something about that. <laughs> uh, international collecting panel, and that's this is always just great. It's got oh yeah, several friends of the podcast. It's got Matthias Randall, the, our first interview, uh, Aimee Takeda, who is going to be interviewed later in this episode, uh, Mark Salati, uh, Scott Bradley, uh, Josefina Galvez, and Luis Galvez. It's a so, good. It's a good lineup. Yeah, I hope to actually interview them all throughout the next couple of years <laughs> with the uh, with the Kivecast. Yeah, we got to get the whole tour around. Uh, and then, of well. course, uh, no nothing would be complete without a bootleg discussion uh, <laughs> with uh, the the bootleg overlords, Ron Salvatore, right. John Alvarez, and Joseph Iglesias. I heard they're going to do a little bit of a new angle on this. So I'm I'm, I'm curious to see what they've dug up. A new uh, angle, huh? Yeah, we're saying they're trying to get some stuff that uh, that hadn't been seen before. I don't think they really. I just remember reading that on the forum somewhere. They were trying to take a new uh, a new angle at it. I'm not sure exactly what that means because huh. <laughs> the angles for bootleg collecting are all pretty strange. <laughs> right. But uh, huh. I guess you know, there's there's always endless, so you never you never know. <laughs> right. Well, I I like that. Intriguing, Steve. Not. Jeez, now I'm gonna go. Uh, and then 30 years of Empire Strikes Back's collectibles. So uh, yeah, that's with Gus and Duncan again. And that's pretty much that. And uh, I'd say if you have to go to one, okay, we'll go to the podcasting one. And if you have to go to two, I'd say go to the the social hour. And uh, definitely, I'll also be um, uh, I'll be sort of the MC for one of the days too. So I'll be uh, oh, well, cool. yeah. well, uh, well present at the uh, at the at the panels. Uh, you have to excuse any ambient noise from the outside there, audience. I'm, uh, it's very, very hot in Tokyo. I mean, it is like, it's just so hot. Like, you just can't believe how hot it is. <laughs> all, the, all the windows have to be open. But, uh, and, then, and then what's you guys the other thing? have any th- AC there? <laughs> no, no, that's the thing. They have no natural resources, Steve. They have none. I mean, that's basically oh. what World War II is about. Okay, <laughs> boy, now I'm going to get in trouble. But more Uh-oh. or less, it was a question of resources. And uh, so, like, all the utilities are just very, very expensive. So, I mean, you can't mm. even have a fan because the electricity that it costs to run a fan would be too much. Particularly relevant for Star Wars collecting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then, since our last meeting, Steve, there's also been a, a very important uh, announcement about the collector's panels, and that's the giveaways. That's right. Exactly. So, we so, got these uh, cereal boxes. The cereal right? boxes. That's right. And... Uh, <laughs> They're they're just releasing them. They're trickling them out, just sort of one at a time, and uh, okay. they're all hilarious. Um, <laughs> I think if I had to have a favorite so far, it would be Greedos for Cheerios. Just the, the drawing oh, man. is great. I, see. I I need to check these new ones out. I've only seen I think the first four. Okay. Uh, so it's been a couple couple days since I've checked back and see if they put anything else up. Yeah, but, there's uh, Troop Loops and Raisin Han and Hofsted Flakes and. I can tell you one thing. When I tell my son these, he's just going to laugh his head off because we spend a lot of our time coming up with fake Star Wars names for, like, food and cars. Oh, and, that's right up your alley, yeah, then. Right up the alley. And then the big question is, Steve, because, you know, on the back is the panel that they're given out during. You know, it's, right. not, it's not random like last time. So that means that right. our panel is going to ha- be on a specific box. 
Yeah, do you know which one it is yet? I don't. That's that's the mystery. No, so I'm 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 really excited. So yeah, I'm I'm psyched. So <laughs> hopefully, you get a good one. Or I don't know. I bet they're all. Well, we'll probably good. get the Jar Jar box. Yeah, probably. <laughs> is there a Jar Jar box? I don't know. But not not yet. But uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not that I know. Of. They have they haven't announced it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Or okay. like, uh, you know, Captain Panaka berries or something. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's no. <laughs> that's very exciting. And I like that there's one at each panel, so it's not going to be this this weird anxiety in the room where everyone doesn't know if they're getting their free thing. And, right. Uh, I like that they actually include food, so you have to make the decision. So there's going to be a, a cereal in there, huh? Uh, yeah, it's going to be one, one <laughs> ounce of cereal. Wow. Which depending so are on people just going to be like munching on these things during the presentation? Is that the kind of like the? I think so. <laughs> the amount that you have to the spend. Refreshments. Uh, you know, on all the on all the merchandise and exclusives and all that. Yeah, that that may be my breakfast. Just kind of group them all together. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, I mean that's that's just the celebration news for one month. My goodness. So, yeah. Pretty pretty exciting. And also the we got um, a couple of emails. People saying you know we talk about the room sales and did did we go over that stuff right. last time? Um, not last time. I think in our very first show we had right. talked about room sales, but it was just a general conversation. Right. Um, but yeah, it'd be a good thing to refresh. Yeah, just you know, people say, oh, "What is it?" and "What's the secret password?" There really is no secret. Um, it's just go to where the hotel is, which is the Rosen, and go whenever mm-hmm. people are back from dinner, which is sort of eventually, and yeah. just sort of walk <laughs> around until you see. One of my favorite expressions: a bunch of sweaty guys standing around in a room, and uh, they'll <laughs> probably be on a on a bed, you know, some toys out for sale, and that's that's all a room sale is. But again, the the, the key is saying hello, and you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to be that guy who's just kind of like too scared to say hello, and just kind of you know walks around pointing at things and saying how much. Yeah, no, it's it's good to to get yourself out there and yeah. uh, watch out for security. Mm. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, security is. Uh, yeah, don't be the loud one. Don't don't show up, uh, you know, three <laughs> sheets to the wind, and uh, don't don't vomit on any collectibles. But uh, so that was the celebration news, and uh, Steve, I think you you brought up some other news that uh, will maybe yeah, include some links to. It's it's been kind of weird. I, I haven't been on the forums that much lately, but I tried to you know pick out a couple things that I thought were were noteworthy for the last month or so, but um. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have seen this. There's an awesome animation of an AT-AT or AT-AT, whichever you prefer. <laughs> um, but uh, it's basically uh, <laughs> it's basically acting like a pet. You know, it's like your dog. Uh-huh. And, uh, it's it's hilarious. I, it's not really you can't really explain it. You just have to see it. it it's but, just uh, so definitely well done. Check out this. Yeah, I know. I don't. Are you familiar with the guy who did this? Apparently, he's done some other stuff that people know about. No. I, I haven't seen any other work, but um, this just it cracked me up. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, it fits in our podcast because it's a vintage AT AT. You know, he, he right. had enough articulation, and I think he said that it's the two things he wanted when he was a kid: an AT AT and a dog. So, and and the appearance of of Jabba the Hutt as Pooh was was uh, right. That's great. His little wiggling Classic. wiggling arms. That's uh, <laughs> that's real nice. And then uh, also the the all the cool stuffs ESB thirtieth anniversary display. So uh, why don't you right. talk talk a little bit about that? Because that's uh, you know from the community and and deserves some uh, right. talk. 
Yeah, I think uh, it was Dave Tree that it was who posted the link to it, and um, mm-hmm. him and you know a few other contributors, uh, you know, were all part of this. And I think it's in England. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's still running. It may still be running for another couple days or so. But uh, it basically had just a nice kind of uh, mixture of all Empire items. Um, really, a really nice display and had nice little stories from the different contributors. But uh, I don't know. I just thought it was fitting because. Celebration Five is kind of, I guess, it's going to be Empire Strikes Back themed, and right, it's the year of the year of Empire Strikes Back. So, um, but yeah, it's it's uh, there's a Facebook link there, and uh, if you like displays, you know, just in general, this is great just to check out. I wish I could see it in person, but yeah, I know that's uh, either of us or any. (laughs) No, I'm in Japan, which is that. You think that's closer? No, it's probably further. You're probably further, but. Uh, we're probably equally far away. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. The point is, we're not making it there. So no. sorry about that. But yeah, yeah, and that's it's pretty exciting because it seems like it's just self-starting. You know, someone just wanted to wanted to do an exposition, and and so they did an exposition, and that's uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. So we'll have links to the to the Rebel Scum thread and to the the Facebook page, and then Steve, you you posted this, and you know, with with my limited internet time being in this. Uh, <laughs> Faraway land. Um, I, I hadn't actually seen this, but uh, you, you brought up some 1979 to 1980 comic book ads. Yeah, this this was. It's actually the thread started last month, but it's been kind of ongoing. Um, but I, I'd never really seen. I you know seen a couple of these before, but mm-hmm. um, I, I never was a really big comic book kid. But uh, looking at them now, it, it's got to be some of the most awesome Star Wars <laughs> toy ads you can find because yeah. it's all hand drawn. Yep. Everything you know, it's, it's the, the toys, but all hand drawn with <laughs> just the classic comic book page tear out. I mean, it's right. it's really checking out. Um, and yeah, I, I think the, the first one was the, uh, yeah, the first one has the plush Chewbacca, and he's like leaning back, and he has this smile on his face, and says Wookiees need yeah. love too, and it's uh, yeah, it, definitely <laughs> more awesome than even the toy was. <laughs> yeah, and it's great because you can tell the ones that were officially made by Kenner. You know, those look cool, right. but they're a little yeah. bit too clean, a little bit too nice. And then the ones that aren't are just like just yeah. really funky and really nice. <laughs> I think another great one was the one a little bit further down the page where you have <laughs> you have all the Star Wars characters donning all the swag themselves, which oh, is yeah. just <laughs> I don't know <laughs> a galaxy of Star Wars treasures. You have just about yeah, everybody's got something. Right, um, a stormtrooper has sure a Star Wars poster. Yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi's like <laughs> tapping him on the shoulder. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. Looks but, like uh... he's about to jack him <laughs> for his uh, Darth Vader lives pin. And uh, yeah, you got uh, Han saying, "Hey kid, I like your taste in T-shirts." <laughs> it's, it's very meta, you know. It's very uh, yeah. That's um, perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> and then Who the else to sell the stuff but the, but the characters themselves, <laughs> really, you know? <laughs> and, and the one above that has perhaps the, the first appearance of uh, Han Solo. So that was in um, Marvel oh, Star right. Wars 14. So before he was uh, put into the, the coin, as mentioned in Kivecast, what was it, three? I think yeah. it was three, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Princess Organa. That's pretty good. Yeah. Not even Princess Leia, <laughs> just Princess Organa. I mean, I, I just love the fact that it's unique. Yeah, yeah, and that's obviously this is not like the biggest discovery in the world. I'm sure people have known about this for a while, but well, I'd I'd never seen him. It seems like a lot of people hadn't. So that's uh, I don't know. That's what that's what keeps the gears going is when you find just sort of new new funny things to think about. Wow, what a what a busy uh, what a a busy news segment. 
<laughs> we, we hardly have time to get to the, the website of the month, so I think we better skip it, Steve. Oh, that, what, that's, yeah, that's fine. I'm kidding, man. It's your website, dude. <laughs> you don't have to be that silent or, or Danley. <laughs> so the, the website of the month is the California Vintage Collectors Club blog, which was designed and directed by the red right hand of Stephen B. Danley. And uh, it's I make that the left hand. I'm a lefty. Oh, okay. Sorry, it's uh, kind of it's obscure uh, Nick Cave reference. Um, yeah, I, 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 that's probably why I did. it went right over my head. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's uh, you know you got some posts on here. You got a RSS feed and right. Yeah, I'm totally new to all this stuff. So um, your brother is really kind of uh, <laughs> yeah. He he helps giving me all the guidance. It's, it's he's still once again the man behind the curtain with, man with a lot of this. The curtain, but, uh, yeah. no, it, <laughs> also, you know, props to Jason West because uh, that his original blog was where I found that blogging website. I'm like, oh, this works pretty good. And, oh, cool. And uh, yeah, so definitely want to you know thank him for sharing that with us because that, that's what actually kind of got this idea planted in my head. So yeah, so I think you know it's it's the reason why I think it's interesting. Well, first of all, it shows that. The club has successfully been passed on from my hands to yours because I had nothing to do with this, which is uh, which is pretty sweet. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I just like the you know this is what what we're trying to do with this with this uh, podcast and with the club is to really build up that sense of community. So even if you're not from California, you know you can check it out, and that's where you can order shirts sure. from. Uh, and the address is c a v s w c c dot blogspot dot com. So that's right, Capswack. And, uh, you know, that's how you can order the shirts and see what's going on. And if you ever are going to California and you want to meet up with some members, you just send an email and, uh, you know, we'll, you know, they'll get, get back to you. It was actually, uh, again, we'll get to the interview, but I was talking to the, the Japanese collectors and they were all saying how they kind of wished that they had something like that, but, uh, it's a little mm-hmm. bit too competitive of, of, uh. Of a hobby here, so people can't really oh, get really? along like that. Yeah, and I kind of wanted to be like, well, it, you may be competitive, but the best way to get stuff is by knowing people. <laughs> so <laughs> That's even true. even if you're competitive, it's a it's a competition uh, advantage. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was saying they should call their club the the Stoom Troopers. But, uh, Finally, Steve, we might be might be ready to move on. Is there any more news you wanted to get to? That's all. I'm sure we'll we'll have uh, maybe little addendums here and there, but I think. For now, that we're pretty caught up. All right, cool. Well, then I think what we should do is we should move into the the interview with uh, Aime and Katagiri. Um, but before good. we do that, I think it'd be good to have a little bit of a, a vintage vocab so we can talk about a couple of the terms that will be discussed uh, in the interview. So let's bring the drop. All right. It's vintage. All right, Steve, let's talk a little bit of uh, Japanese vintage. So uh, right, let's do good. this as kind of, you know, make it a little more dynamic because it's been a little bit information <laughs> heavy. So uh, I'll, I'll throw out a term and, and you tell me what it has to do with Japan and Star Wars. And okay. if you don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in there. You ready? Sounds good. All right. I'll start off with an easy one. Takara. Takara. Well, that would be uh, the licensee for uh, some of the original Star Wars toys over there. Um, I think they probably have some of my 
favorite Japanese items because they're the most unique. Right. Um, they they had the license for uh, for the first movie, right? Yep, just for the first movie, and uh, they're now a part. Of, they're now paired with Hasbro, and I think they're the ones that invented uh, Transformers as well. Or at least they're the ones that that okay, uh, brought it. it in here, and they're still a, a very big company. So, so that's Takara. All right, Coca Cola. Oh, oh God, that, how can you? Uh, to Japan, to Japan, to Japan. I don't know. Yeah, well, Coca Cola. Um, first of all, is, it's a it's a soda company, Steve. I know, I know. For young folks <laughs> I, like I, you, you only given. drink Pepsi. You know, <laughs> young and hip and all that. But. Uh, uh. Anyways, we're, we talk a little bit about it, but uh, my interview with the owner of Starcase, Katagiri, who's the sort of the uh-huh. world expert on the Coca-Cola promotions in Japan, which happened during the first Star Wars oh. movie. Ah, yeah, and uh, you know, I'll include a link on our show notes to a great article that was written for Rebel Scum, um, all about the tie-in, including this one great picture. It's of uh, of because they had a lot of original art, kind of like the uh, the comic book ads. Okay. But it's uh, Luke, and he's holding up a, a lightsaber, and, and it looks like his hair is completely blow-dried back. <laughs> and, and it looks like he's in a wind tunnel, or I say it looks like he's in a J-pop band. But, I mean, they had a lot, they had a lot of interesting things there. They had, uh, you know, the bottle caps, and tons of displays, and different displays, and they had uh, you know, giveaways, and uh, they had like this clock r2d2 that they gave away and anyways it's a, a very important aspect of japanese star wars <laughs> of japanese star wars collecting all right i'll give you an easy one then then i'll get back to another hard one what's okay. poppy steve poppy well they were a division of bandai that's, that's another right. name um and they were second on the list so they had the stuff from empire and uh I, the one thing i'm most familiar with is their small little boxed action figures that were a couple of Star Wars characters and a uh, few characters. Yes. And uh, these things, they always, to me, they always look like food items themselves. <laughs> like, they look like candy. Like, I, I should be eating what's in the box. But actually, they're, they're just the, uh, the vintage figures that we're all familiar with. Right. But uh, they're actually cool. Um, I, I Easily one of the most, I don't know, I, to me, the most visually attractive uh, Japanese stuff. So. Right, because on the front, they, they have... Couple stormtroopers, Darth Vader, C three PO, and Boba Fett. And yep. and Steve, would you like to know why they chose those characters? Uh, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, okay. Well, then you have uh, to listen to the uh, interview, uh, Steve, sites. just like our listeners, <laughs> because I find out. Would you like to find out how they tested the market to figure out which figures they were going to sell? That's another important question. Well, I have the answer <laughs> for that coming up in the interview. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, it was an awesome interview. All right, now I'll throw another hard one at you. Morinaga. Oh, boy. Oh, see, that one, that's clear. Clear one ear out the other. (laughs) (laughs) No clue. Yeah, it's a confectionery company. Like They sold candy and stuff, and they have a lot of... I mean, to tell you the truth, my knowledge on these is fairly low. Maybe we can talk to to Jonathan McElwain about that. But uh, they sold these little tiny figures, almost like... um, like the side, like they look like erasers, basically, okay. and uh, that's one thing that um, uh, Katagiri tells us is that the stormtrooper they used was actually just the Kenner stormtrooper, just shrunk. You know, like they re- remodeled huh. it, and uh, they had like little, almost like Smarties. Um, okay. Well, okay, Smarties in England, because I don't, not Smarties <laughs> like in America, like the little weird chalky things that you put five in your mouth and then you chew them at the same time on Halloween. <laughs> Um, but like the chocolate Smarties that come in like a little tube. Oh, okay. So they'd have the little figure inside that tube, 
And uh, huh. I imagine that a good – I mean I don't know how you wouldn't just eat those. I guess they eat pretty pretty neatly <laughs> in Japan. So, But if they had those in America, people would just you know empty the whole uh, the whole tube in their mouth and just eat the little stormtrooper. <laughs> All right. And then probably, I'll, probably right. I'll, I'll get back to an easier one then, Steve. Okay. Scuda. Now this one, I, I love names like this uh, because it just it, what I want to say is completely wrong. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> these, uh, the Sakura was the uh, third uh, after Poppy, and they had the stuff. They were they. I know about their uh, re- you know just the Return of the Jedi package mm-hmm. figures with their labels on them. Did they do other Star Wars toys? Or actually, um, I know they did, but I don't know about vintage three and three quarters action figures, but. Um, yeah, they were the uh, basically the Return of the Jedi licensee, right? Has, yeah, you no. Know. Yep. So they 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 just imported figures. And uh, Steve, would you like to find out which figures they imported? I think I will. That's right. <laughs> I'm when just going to take a guess. When you listen to this interview, you will find out. I'm t- this is the last vocab question. <laughs> you ready? Uh, I'm ready as I can be. <laughs> Hagoromo. Uh, that's another one that's just eh, gone. <laughs> Very disappointing. Yeah, I feel like Chris Farley on that SNL skit. Did you ever see that? He was on the Japanese game show. He just has no <laughs> idea what anyone is saying. Oh, yeah, he, like, <laughs> but he saying. somehow gets the answers right. <laughs> I, I'm not going to get the answers right. <laughs> oh, man, I saw this Japanese game show the other day where there's like this giant monster mouth like chomping towards people as they were trying to do a word puzzle. And then if they got it wrong, they'd be dragged <laughs> into the mouth by a rope. <laughs> It was awesome. See, what what is with this? I mean, they they weren't they weren't going too far off with that. No, they get so many things right in this country, but uh, yeah, Hagoromo. There's a a, a bootleg uh, a bootleg commercial from the seventies in Japan for Hagoromo tuna, and uh, huh. we'll give you a link to it. And uh, I I play it for them, and they explain a little bit of it, and uh, it has a couple great things like Chewbacca just makes a monkey noise. <laughs> and uh, you know Luke and Vader bow to each other like samurai. So awesome. uh, yeah, that's just a little bit more, little more uh, background. <laughs> and uh, so that, that's kind of the, the basic thing because those are the terms that are, that are thrown around. Um, everything else is, is pretty self-evident. Um, before I had the interview, um, I just want to kind of lay the preface for for who who it who it's with and and who it is. So it's uh, it was an interview that I gave, and I was I went to a store called Starcase. And have you, have you heard of Starcase, Steve? The the store or the product? <laughs> the store. No, I had not heard of the store. Okay. Well, it is, and I'm not exaggerating, the greatest store in the world for vintage <laughs> Star Wars toys. Really? Now, this is coming from someone. Yeah, I went to Lulu Berlou in, in, in France, and <laughs> I went to the Earth in Cincinnati. Uh-huh. And, I mean, this place, it is crazy. They have, like, Paintmaster hard copy yak faces and oh, full geez. sets of three packs and full sets of poppies and Takara and like crazy I mean just everywhere you look it's just amazing oh stuff a lot of it's from consignment a lot of it is uh, the owner Katagiri's collection mm-hmm. so I went there the first day well not the first day I was there but you know the first time I went there you know he didn't know who I was and I didn't want to play it up too much and I was there with my kids and you know I was running yeah. around the store and I'm like holding on to my son's hand I'm like don't touch don't touch don't touch <laughs> I finally had to let him play the uh, the terrible Sega video game you know where it's like over in like five seconds <laughs> um, but 
and he just totally gave me shirts for for my kids. You know, he didn't, he didn't know me from Adam, and just you know, just gave these cool shirts that he made that said, "The coming to a galaxy near you." So nice. got a very good vibe off him, even though we didn't speak the same language. <laughs> and then uh, got got in touch with Gus, who gave me another collector's uh, email, and that's uh, Aimee Takeda, mm-hmm. and he's giving the panel at uh, at Celebration Five. Right. And yeah, I mean, he's been collecting since 1980. And wow. uh, one thing I didn't know was the uh, Steve Sansweet released uh, the Action Figure Archive uh, in like '99. Um, it's a pretty well-known book, and I just thought that he must have written it. But it was actually written and photographed by Amy Takeda uh, first <laughs> in Japan. And, oh, cool. uh, yeah, he gave he gave me a copy of it, and it's the same pictures and everything, just just written in huh. in squiggly. So, uh, <laughs> so yes, I mean, this was a really crazy interview because Aime was translating for me, which is a really hard task. And then mm, Katagiri, it was during off, it was during business hours, so people would come up and he'd oh have to God. sell them things. And you know, I, I, we were like sitting in front of his <laughs> in front of his store, like a little tiny table, and like people walk by. It's it very atmospheric. So I just wanted to. Yeah, it was really like fun. A, it's like a correspondent piece. <laughs> yeah, it was like a correspondence piece. And like uh you know, so it's just kinda neat that this is, you know, a real uh a real international experience. And uh, I was really really happy to have Amy there translating and category was really great. And these are the two people you want to talk to when it comes to uh when it comes to Japan and, and Star Wars collecting. Unfortunately, Steve, uh as you may know, for a podcast we have an awful lot of problems with audio. <laughs> uh, which uh so at one point the microphone unplugged so and i didn't know uh-huh. i mean the thing was like we never met each other before and we were very friendly yeah. with each other but it wasn't the smoothest i could have perhaps <laughs> you're supposed yeah. to bring um omiyagi like presents when you meet people i didn't bring any presents and mm. you know i felt a little bit off my game in the beginning so <laughs> You know, I wasn't totally at ease. At, by the end, you know, we were going out and eating awesome food and, and palling around and stuff, and that, that was great. But at the beginning, I wasn't going to be like, could, could we say everything over again? So anyways, <laughs> a little portion in the middle, the, the audio is a little bit rough, but then it gets fixed again. And uh, Sounds good. And, and you may want to be sitting down when I say this, Steve, but um, <laughs> okay. apparently I overanalyze things. <laughs> so <laughs> that was the conclusion they they came up with with a lot of my questions because I, I just wow. didn't let it go. Like I needed to know why <laughs> does it say Stoom Trooper, and I just kept on going. <laughs> but they they gave me they gave me answers to the to the best of my uh, the best of their ability. So Very yeah, good. without without uh, without further clatu, here is the uh, Vintage World Tour with Amy Takeda and Katagira Yu. I'm afraid you'll make them. J'ai bien. L'écran de protection All right. Well, I'm here in uh, Tokyo, Japan, in the Koenji part. And I am in front of Starcase. I'm here with the owner, Katagiri Yu. And I'm also here with perhaps the number one uh, expert on uh, Japanese uh, Star Wars collectibles, 
Aimee Takeda? Yes, Takeda. Takeda. Okay, we've been working on the pronunciation ahead of time. So uh, I guess we want to just ask, we're going to be going over some questions about the store itself. We're going to go a little bit about uh, collecting in Japan in general. Um, so first of all, Katagiri, are you a collector as well or just a, a seller? Used to be a collector, but uh, now only for sale. When did that change? After the opening, one year after the opening oh, okay. of the store. And so, uh, Amy, how long have uh, you been collecting Star Wars toys? I started collecting since 1980. 1980? Wow, so r- right after Empire Strikes Back. What is, uh, what is the best selling kind of item? I mean, what, what kind of things do you sell the most? The old items, the new items, Japanese items? Um, what? Quite random because uh, many different kinds of customers are coming. Okay. So generally everything okay. about the average level. I mean, do you, do you get a lot of children who come? Quite many oh. younger children. That's children. great. Not not just mine with uh, me running around saying, don't touch, don't touch. The owner doesn't say so. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's great. What's uh, this? Could be a hard question. What's the most exciting thing that you've sold? Oh, rare and uh, expensive item is a long time in the store. Okay. But somehow suddenly it's gone. It it's sold. <laughs> then he's like a father who is sending. His daughter mm-hmm. for the, as a bride. Wow. <laughs> I guess that, that brings me to my next question. What do you think is the most exciting thing in the store right now? He has a complete set of lady lady. Mexican? Uh-huh. Action figures. Uh-huh. Along Star with... Uh, banner. Star Wars. Don't, ah, the first release Star Wars banner. Wow. A uh, silk screen banner. Okay. Uh-huh. Those two are top. <laughs> and bronze Yoda. Oh right, yeah. The, is that the Larry Larry Noble? Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> wow, that's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you also have the, the amazing four foot or six foot uh, Chewbacca Regal. I like that one a lot too. And the the, the paint master Yak face. But I'm just going to ask some questions that have been bugging me and, and may interest other people. Do, do, so there were basically three different licensees in Japan, right? So it was Takara, Poppy, and then Sakuda. Do, do, does anybody know why it changed in the first place from Takara to Poppy? He's a, he cannot say he's certain, but because it didn't sell well. Yeah, yeah, so the license has to change, had right. to change. Yeah, I noticed when in the Coca-Cola article, you said that it, uh, it, that it didn't do very well, the promotion for Coca-Cola did not succeed. But uh, that's amazing because the impression that we have is that Japan has just always been totally crazy about Star Wars and, and buying everything. And which, which came first, the, the imported 12-packs or the uh, seven-inch uh, Takara figures, or were they simultaneous? Do we know? Twelve uh, bucks first. Okay, and um, just out of curiosity, either one of you can answer. What does it say on the sticker? Does it say anything in particular uh, on the sticker? Sticker. I've never seen a translation. Uh, explanation about each character. 
And then... Uh, and you know that made, made in Japan three figures? Right. With 12 bucks? Oh, right, right. Uh-huh. The, uh, Those doesn't say, on the card back, doesn't say anything about made in Hong Kong. Right. That is a sign ah, for I made see. in Japan. Huh. It didn't state at all about made in Japan. But you can tell, because proof of purchase doesn't right. say made in Hong Kong. Wow, that's that's a great detail. I've never actually noticed that. Uh-huh. So that's the the stormtrooper, the three PO, and the Vader. Is the that Vader, right? Yes. Right. And, uh, his special information about those Kenna stormtrooper mm-hmm. is remolded, or casted, and shrunk into huh. the Meiji and Morinaga one piece stormtrooper huh. extra doll. Wow. Small doll. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they took the actual sculpt and they. Just yeah, yeah, shrunk, shrunk it down. Yes. I've been reading a little bit about the Chirashi or the Chirashi, Chirashi yes. mm-hmm. and that's uh, I believe I think I was reading uh, Steve Sansweet wrote something about them and said that he got a lot of them from you, uh-huh. Aime. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, about those? I mean, were they for all three movies? And what's the what's the sort of most sought after Chirashi? For those who don't know, they're they're little posters, right? That are given out uh-huh, yeah, yeah. at hand bills, right? Hand yes. bill, yeah, yeah. right? And that's actually I just got one. Yesterday for um, the uh, last Airbender movie for my friend, I was like, "Hey, a real Chirashi!" <laughs> but uh, actually, uh, it was reprinted many times hmm. for the Return of the Jedi. Okay, all three from the or the trilogy. Okay, so you have to be very careful about the, it is original if it is original or reprint. Okay, so that was. Um, because there's the the great Empire Strikes Back. Was it Noyashi Orai? Yeah, that's he's an amazing artist. Is he is he very well appreciated in Japan, or is, would you think he's more appreciated uh, here? Yes, he's very famous for yeah. Godzilla. Oh, okay. Posters. Oh, he did Godzilla too. Okay, I mean, as for Orai Noriyoshi, Noriyoshi Orai, uh-huh. uh He painted three posters each for oh wow each episode. Okay. Mm-hmm. And are those very hard to come by in, in original form, or how, how how hard are those to find? Or ah, from, from the shop owner's point of view, mm-hmm. it's not very hard. Okay. <laughs> here in Japan. Okay. Uh, Return of the Jedi Yamakats poster was originally for the theatrical merchandise. Okay. In theaters, you buy. Right. Only at three dollars. 300 huh. yen. 300 yen, wow. But if you miss a chance while Return of the Jedi is showing, uh-huh. you have no chance. Okay. So one of the most difficult to find now. So we um, talked a little bit about about the, the change from Takara to, to Poppy, and it, uh-huh, it seems uh-huh. to me that there's... It's almost as though the toys got less and less expensive to make yeah, yeah, as yeah, time yeah. went on. Yes, 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 where yes, you yes. had the, the giant Takaras, uh-huh. and then you had the little box, uh-huh. and then you just had the sticker on the back, oh, not yeah, even yeah. on the front. Yes, 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 yes. Um, how I, I'll tell you. Okay. So that, uh, for the Takara for 1978, mm-hmm. Brista packaged figures not familiar for Japanese children okay. at all. So they repackaged for the next 1980 poppy figures. Okay. And uh, they also have the same named series, World Hero. Right. For Japanese TV characters, too. 
Okay, right. Was that's there... kind of the same kind of small box only. No blister card. Right. Then Return of the Jedi came, popularity or the huge trend in the United States are quite well known for mm-hmm. Japanese Star Wars fans too. They, at the time, really wanted to have those blister figures. Okay. That's why Scudder sold in the original form. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was, it was a marketing decision to, yes. to have it be that. Huh. That's, that's great. Yeah, I've always, is there any kind of, do you, do either of you have an idea of what figures were available in, what figures are available for Scuda? I mean, how many of the 79 figures uh, are out there with the stickers Because at the time, only 18 figures on the card box number mm-hmm. from 1 to 18 was sold at the first time. Huh. But everybody wanted Darth Vader. Right. So it was added later. Huh. So many different model shops or hobby shops or toy stores demanded Tsukuda to import more and more. Huh. So many different kinds of figures are available. One particular area, one particular store has hammerhead. Right. Or rose. I'm the, I'm the. So they have no strict order of specific figures. Okay. Just anything <laughs> we welcome because it, it serves quite well. Right. Is a standpoint of view of that. Good. Okay. So then the first 18 are maybe easier to find. And then mm-hmm. the rest, it's almost like the, the coin offer sticker in America. It's just chance yeah, if you yeah. find them. You can ask each figure, then I can tell which one came to Japan and which doesn't, <laughs> didn't. All right. Well, uh, what about Chewbacca? Of course it came. What about B-Wing Pilot? Yeah, it, it was available. Okay, well, that's good. That'll, that'll make Steve happy. Steve is my co-host, and he uh-huh. collects B-Wing Pilot. What about Lobot? No, no, no. No robot <laughs> No robot. Okay. Well, that's... Uh, huh, that's and also Imperial Commander didn't. No. So those Empire characters mm-hmm. are really bad luck for them. Right. <laughs> Except for Boba Fett. Ah, you are right. Yes. <laughs> I, at least I... Uh, the, the figures on the front of the poppy box, were those... Do you think they were chosen because they appealed more to, to Japanese collectors to have the stormtroopers, Boba Fett, and Darth Vader, or you know because they look kind of robotic, sort of? Uh, do, do, do you think? Ah, poppy, no. Well, Japanese marketing of figures are quite different at the time. Right. Because he- hero figures are always masked. Right. So, for. Japanese small kids, mm-hmm. just a bare face, right? Plain face. <laughs> it's not the heroes at all, right? <laughs> so it's quite unusual to have Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, right, in the lineups. Because marketing, from a marketing point of view, or the someone who has to decide which figure to be sold, right? His decision or his responsibility. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's his fault. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, so if he said Lobot, he would have been fired. Actually, <laughs> actually, at Flash Bo- Gordon, 
1980 or 81. Right. I was in the theater and the copy sold sample figures and I bought there Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, FX7. Wow. So they imported and uh, talked about which figure would be available first. Wow. Then decided just a very sellable figures. Wow. And, uh, Witness. Yeah, you're the witness. You're the test market. I mean, that's what I was wondering about about these personal memories. And uh-huh. I love the poppy boxes. I love the way they look. And that's so. So they gave you the poppy boxes in the movie theater. No, 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 no. Just the Kenner blister figures. Okay. But the box side has a carton says Kenner to poppy. Okay. So I just imagined, assumed. Right. But it should be right. Right. And they have a sample of the Darth Vader TIE Fighter, huh. also Death Star Space Station, and the regular white TIE Fighter too. Okay. But it didn't make their way for the Japanese market. Right. Just the samples. So somebody in the poppy decided which figures should be sold. Right. Test marketing. Um, do, you, do you still have those? Uh, unfortunately, no. No, okay. <laughs> have you seen them since? Have you seen anything like it uh, since? No, no, no. It no. was uh, just uh, quite accidentally. Right, quite accidentally. Okay, well, that uh, sound, uh-huh. sounds like something to find. Wow, this is this is the best interview. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really this enjoying this. Quite exclusive information. <laughs> I really appreciate it. And you're doing a wonderful job translating, by the way. I've done translating. It is very difficult. So I, I appreciate uh, I appreciate the work. Is it just me, or does it seem that there are more uh, tic- large Takara figures on the market now than there were five years ago? Is that is that just me? About, about two years ago. Uh-huh. Many are discovered, found in the Japanese version of eBay, Yahoo Auction. Okay. Yahoo Auction is much more successful. Right. Uh-huh. So about two years ago, those eight inches figures are everywhere in the Yahoo Auction somehow. Okay. All right. Once those one set is sold, then the next coming. Right. Huh. Some kind of dead stock. He, he figures. Okay. Well, that's that was exactly the answer I was looking for. So uh-huh. there you go. <laughs> I just I noticed, and well, I have the answer. That's, uh, this is great. Oh, could, could you explain? Could we finally have some explanation for Stoom Trooper? What? Why does it say Stoom Trooper on all of the eight-inch Takara figure? <laughs> <laughs> The man who is responsible for that packaging design uh-huh. not familiar with English. Okay. <laughs> so he put some mark or something? Or what, what is this? I, he didn't know. Right. So just to put the symbol or something for Star Wars, he thought. That's why we spelled the Stoom Trooper. Okay. It's, it's not quite... It's not unusual to have those spelling errors. Or right. Wrong English description in Japanese. Right. Not. It was more. Why is it on all the figures? That's my question. You know. Why is it on Chewbacca? Why is it on C-3PO? Why is it on Darth Vader? Man who is responsible didn't know. Right. The name of Stormtrooper. Okay. So should I put this is something for the symbol of the Star Wars? Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, that makes sense. You, you know that quite different 
No, no, no. Small minor change, two types, different types of order, each package. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. One with and one without. Right. Uh-huh. And so the, the one without Stoom Trooper, did that come after or before? Do you know? Of course, because it comes after okay. for error correcting. Correction. Right. I've been I've been actually looking for a for a Chewbacca without the Stoom Trooper. Uh, and it seems so harder. Stoom Trooper, reality is not so different. Both oh. version. So the if you are lucky. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, it seems there's no difference in price. It's no, just no, no, no. I, I think there should be, but <laughs> Okay. And, let's see. I had a sort of a, another um just it's a debate that we've had on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the Bespin security guard figure. Uh huh. So there's the black one, mm-hmm. and then there's the white security guard. Mm-hmm. But the thought has been: Is he actually Asian? What do you think? White one, you think? The white is the white Bespin security guard Asian. I figure because I'm in Asia, I just would kind of put that out there. We're trying to change its name so people properly call it because. It appears as though the actor himself was Asian. I don't know. But because in the crowded city, all the security guards are not Caucasian. Right, they're all not Caucasian. Or maybe there's a couple of Caucasians, uh-huh. but they're mostly not. Uh, so. Some uh, African native. Or right. So that's uh, kind of a, a silly point. So that's good. I'm glad to have... Uh, also, it has like... A Chinese type mustache or Right, something? yeah. He has kind of yeah, a, a long mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so. The figure itself should be... Agent. Yes. All oh, right. But the booster photo. <laughs> the booster photo is not. Didn't no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, good. That's. Uh, we have we have more support for our cause. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't know. I want to talk a little bit about um, about the Panasonic advertising. Yeah, I mean the Panasonic advertising to me is one of the most exciting Japanese things mm-hmm. that's out there. Um, yeah, how had you been? Collecting it. Do you remember when it was mm-hmm, actually mm-hmm. Uh, actually around, or mm-hmm. what, what are your memories of it uh, from growing up in, in Japan? Because almost every week, transit ad, uh, poster, small poster, horizontal poster in the train cargo mm-hmm. changed every week, <laughs> and I had to search for them and I have to get them. Right. So at the final destination of the specific train. Uh-huh. I stopped and there and pull off the poster. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> About 20 years ago. Or, uh, so well. it's all right now, I guess, but uh, it's really when you see them, it's quite frustrating until you can get them. Right. Every week. <laughs> and the total counted is about 100 different posters, Panasonic posters. Really? Wow. I thought so it was just... five years. Wow. I thought it was just 20 or something. I had no idea no, no, it was no, that no, many. No, no. Wow. And probably Steve Sunset has 98% of them. Wow. Because of me stealing... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, you did all the work, and he gets yes. all the credit, yeah. <laughs> so, I had no idea they had so many uh, of the Panasonic commercials. And actually, w- while we're on, on commercials, I, I needed uh, to go back to 1978 and, and ask you guys to explain this. So I'm, I'm making you guys explain everything Japanese for me. Okay. So I'm sure you've seen this.
さに平和あり。So, was that, do we know, is that licensed? Or was no, that, no, 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 that's bootleg. Okay, completely bootleg, because some of it seems authentic. You know, the stormtroopers seem real. The Don Post mask. Right, the Don Post mask. Yeah. And, then, and then you have the, I love how the, you have the Jedi's and they bow to each other. And then <laughs> che- che- Chewbacca, who's、uh, growling like a monkey. Okay, so they're saying sea chicken. Okay. Sea chicken? Okay, because in, in America we do have、uh, a brand called the, the chicken of the sea. So,、uh, okay, so it's sea chicken. And is that, is that well known? I mean, is there any memory of that?、Uh, do, would no, you this because, for a long time? I didn't know that, and、uh, YouTube told me. Okay. And, and speaking of YouTube, I finally,、uh, just recently, someone, or a couple years ago, someone put up the George Lucas Super Live Adventure. On, on YouTube. Did, YouTube is super adventure, did it?、So, did, did either of you go to that、uh, when, it, when it played?、Yes. You did? Well, what were your memories of it? Well, it's an odd show actually. <laughs>、yeah. Because all those h a s to be pre recorded, translated. So the, usually, plays are changing and getting better and better.、Mm-hmm. Pre recorded sound and dialogues, they had to just pretend. Right. American people, English speaking people, had to pretend with Japanese dialogues. <laughs>、right. So, no change at all from the very beginning at the very end. Right. I saw two stage shows、uh-huh. at the very first and the very last. But, very. just like seeing movies, no changing at all. Right. Wow. And also, the concept is really strange because、uh, all those George Lucas characters. Right. Had some showing of moments. Right. So the props are very odd. and...、Uh, right, trying to put American graffiti right next、uh-huh, to Star Wars、uh-huh. and Willow. And, well, I think that's one interesting thing about, about Japan is they're really ahead, ahead of the curve of taking George Lucas and focusing on the artist and not just his creation. And、uh, I wonder if, that's, if the respect for the director is perhaps something that's more, more Japanese. I, I went to see a movie and everyone waited all the way through the credits.、Uh-huh. And I've never seen that before, except、uh, you know, when I've been in a movie theater with people who made the movie. Well,、so. one of the reasons now George Lucas is quite well known is because of the Panasonic commercials. Oh, okay. r e a l l y yes. Right.、Uh, for the opening of the Star Tours,、uh-huh. he came and.、Uh, Every kid knew him because of the commercials. Right. <laughs> 1989. Right.、Mm-hmm. What's the, what is the collecting community like? What is the vintage collecting community like in, in Japan? Or is, it, is it very public or is it very private?、Um, I guess what I'm thinking that, is. The tendency of Japan is not open wide. Collectors are quite. So, from you, he has a question. Okay. Reverse. Reverse. But,、uh, <laughs> American collectors, or American sites, each、uh-huh. site, is getting well, are、uh, getting well, they are friendly to each other, or.、Uh, I, I would say that American collectors are, are very friendly、uh-huh. with each other in general. I mean, it's tricky with you know, character collectors when you both collect the same character. There's a kind of. Friendliness, but then you also want to know what they're doing. You know?、Mm-hmm. In Japan, they are not 
friend to each other. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is a problem. Right, well, that's... Highly competitive or the... Think, like seeing uh, those other sites as enemies or something. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, that's... I mean, the, one of the stereotypes of the Japanese collector is the black hole collector. So black hole collector? the black hole, the person who doesn't share anything, doesn't oh. let anybody know who he is, just collects oh. special items. And as a matter of fact, I um, recently uh, there was a thread about, about Japanese collectors, uh -huh. and I thought it was interesting because it betrayed a certain amount, I thought, of prejudice uh -huh. on, on the part of, of the Americans uh -huh. and, the, and the Europeans. Because um, it's about this this website, uh, the uh, Star Wars collection file. Mm -hmm. uh, it's quite true. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, actually, we know him. Okay. But he's not showing off and uh, reserving his collections in secret. Right. Well, it's it's interesting because someone said that he was a private Japanese collector, mm -hmm. and someone said, "Well, there's no such thing as a private Mexican collector or a private American collector." But I said, well, first of all, he's not that private because he has a website. <laughs> uh -huh. And then we wouldn't know if there's private American collectors because we wouldn't know who they were. The definition <laughs> of private is different here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because your point is right and okay. no prejudice. Oh, okay. <laughs> we are quite unfriendly. <laughs> all right. Uh, be between, between each other, obviously. You've been nothing but, uh, but friendly with me. Um, Okay, so and that's it's funny because in the Celebration Japan photos, uh -huh. you, he, there's pictures of him with the actors, but his face is blurred out and his name is blurred out, and it's uh, it's very mysterious. Celebration Japan. Okay, well, I'm glad to know that it's not not just a prejudice, but that there's no, there's something it's to. It's true. <laughs> All right, and then quickly, I have uh, sort of towards the end, I do something called the the lightning round. So be it. They're kind of quick questions. Okay. So I'll ask them of, of both of you, and you can both answer. So what is your best collecting moment? <laughs> His best moment of collection, Star Wars collection, was when he quit. Oh, wow. <laughs> he was so <laughs> released. Wow. <laughs> but on the other hand, he has this shop. Right. <laughs> that is a compensation for him. Right. Probably. If he didn't have this shop, mm -hmm. he didn't think so. Right. Uh -huh. Right. Wow, that's a, that's, a, that's a pretty crazy answer. What, what, what about you, uh, Aimee? Uh, when about 1985 or something, all Kenneth decided not to produce Star Wars toys anymore. Uh -huh. So all employees were so frustrated or the complained and uh, snatching the prototypes of those to sell to Florida's intergalactic right. something something. Uh -huh. So those information first went to Steve Sunset uh -huh. and he got the first talking Yoda right. and uh, he complained the second talking Yoda is double priced <laughs> but actually I bought. Wow. Uh -huh. Wow. That was uh, probably the best moment. Wow, that's, uh, that sounds like a good one. Uh -huh. All right, then I'll, I'll ask you this one first. Uh, the second question is, if you were mm -hmm. a vintage collectible or figure, uh -huh. which would you be? It's a very theoretical question, uh, very philosophical. Rebel transport. 
Wow, rebel transport. What, bulk, <laughs> just bulk. Uh, very empty inside. <laughs> <laughs> wow, jeez. It's a very existential <laughs> podcast here. <laughs> but for the hard workers, the brew workers, the uh-huh. ship is for brew workers. Right. Tough and uh, sturdy. <laughs> wow, excellent. That's, uh, that's an excellent answer. That's, uh, that's good. So now, now the transport is, is full uh, metaphysically and, and in reality. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Um, let's see. So, what is uh, your least favorite aspect of the hobby? Well, uh, some turning point existed. Uh-huh. Merchandise of action figures as toys exceeds the original movies. Uh-huh. That was the big turning point whether if we, I continue collecting or not right so so where the where it seemed like it was more about merchandising than about the movies themselves or return of the jedi right because all the java's creatures right (laughs) very identically designed for figures right right klaatu klaatu skiff guard (laughs) because cantina in the new hope Uh uh-huh some are really clumsy or right borrowed from other already set up Creatures or mask, monster masks. Right. But it still has some kind of a weird mood. Right. But later, just figure for figures. Those designs are just for figures. Right. That was a big turning point. Huh. And I began to wonder if I still correct or not. Wow. That's uh. I'm glad you glad you still did. Is there? Do you have uh, the fourth question? Is do you have? A grail item that you hope to get at some point? Is there something that you absolutely... What's the thing you most want to get? The most wanted item is changed a bit. Okay. Year by year. Right. First, uh, best very well-made toys, but later actual props or models or the costumes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Original Darth Vader mask. There you go. That's uh-huh. that's a very good grail item. That's uh, That uh, would not be easy to find. All right, then the final... The because final in Japan, uh, no, 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 in, at Lucasfilm Archive, uh-huh. only one. Really? Original mask. Wow. Only one. Only one. Wow. I'll have to get them to send it out here. <laughs> and then finally, the uh, I always ask, if, if your house was burning, uh-huh. and you could only carry one uh-huh. Star uh-huh. Wars item, uh-huh. what would it be? Because... Some are really hard to carry because okay. it's heavy. They, they are heavy. So in his case, some kind of banner. Okay. It's a light silk screen right. banner. The silk screen banner. Okay, yeah. just let, let all the ladies and the three packs and the... I'll <laughs> just burn, burn right up. <laughs> it's very fast merchandising. Okay. And what about you, Amy? They're hard questions. Actually, I co-wrote Star Wars Chronicles uh-huh. in 1995. Right. So that is the best book for my Star Wars contribution. Okay. So I'll take it. Okay, so you take your copy of it. Yeah. Wow, that's... Uh, you have very good philosophical and uh, existential <laughs> answers. It's <Thank> great. <laughs> I really appreciate it. All right. Well, I think uh, I think that's pretty much yeah, it yeah. For, for what I have. I mean, if there's anything else you'd like to add. Um, tone of that Japanese Star Wars popularity are now downer. Okay. 
So he would like to join more people to promote or get more. He really still searching or quest for more successful and more popular for Japanese market or right. all those. Because America quite yet passionate. Right. <laughs> here in Japan, down and down and <laughs> dwindling popularities. Huh. All right, well, that's good. Well, we'll try to... I mean, did Celebration Japan help that at all? Or? Celebration Japan was sort of squishy. Easy to get hot and easy to get cooled down. Okay. It's a Japanese tendency. Okay. Only at that moment, it was just a climax. Right. Like fireworks. <laughs> huh. And also many maniac or diehard collectors uh-huh. are quite silent and right. stable. Right. So they're... Tendency or the mood or the atmosphere is not rising or down. Right. So always stable. <laughs> so you need need more Star Wars otaku? Is that uh, or collecting otaku or? Motto the Star Wars in otaku. Yeah, yeah. Hops, yeah. yes. <laughs> All right, great. Well, then I think I'll uh, I'll stop recording. So thank you so much, Aimee, for for your thoughts and for translating, and thank you so much, you for your you. for your for your opinions. Arigato gozaimasu. One of the few uh, Japanese words I've learned. Uh, so. Uh, Excellent. Thank you. Say no. All right, Steve. So uh, now that uh, we'll pretend like you heard the interview. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pretty good, huh? Excellent. W- wasn't it fascinating that uh, that Poppy? use those uh, those figures on the front because they did not like they only considered heroes to have masks anyone who didn't have a mask couldn't be a hero <laughs> it sounds it, I immediately think of some kind of samurai thing yeah. I don't know yeah, just, it's know, crazy power rangers or uh, action man or mega man or yeah or yeah. You know, transformers you just think of a helmet yeah <laughs> But yeah, that's that was really fun. So I want to thank them again, and I'm gonna figure out what kind of uh, omiyagi to get them. But yeah, <laughs> all the language that I'm picking up is food, Steve. But uh, man, I'm, I'm that's really a good language to pick up, man. It is because I love eating octopus. It's like my favorite food. So I am in the right country <laughs> because uh, there's lots. But, is it really? Was, was it your? <laughs> yeah. Well, they had this thing called takoyaki. It's like it's street food, and it's just like mm. they're like octopus balls. They're just like octopus fried inside a ball. So it's <laughs> it's pretty. So like what you get at a hot dog stand in New York or Boston or exactly. LA or Chicago, something like that. Exactly. I'm just gonna go pick up some <laughs> octopus balls. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, anyways, that that's as good of an intro as any to our nugget <laughs> yeah. from the archive. Tis a nugget. From the archive, tis a nugget. Oh my God, they're gorgeous! From the archive. Oh my God, they're gorgeous! So let's stay, uh, Steve, with the Konichi Wampa feel. Let's stay with the okay. uh, with the Japanese. And you, I just told you, Steve, pick your favorite nugget from the archive 
that was Japanese. And you picked the Takara. It's a tough choice. <laughs> it is a tough choice. You picked the Takara Diecast R2D2 Slide Viewer. So, uh, what, what was it that you liked about this, Steve? Describe it to us a little bit. Well, all right. Well, we'll get the description. The description. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I love this. Um, pretty much nails it. Another highly detailed piece from Takara. Made of diecast metal. This is surely one of the nicest R2s anywhere. Inside is a rotating slide viewer, much like a monoscopic viewmaster, with the views of the various scenes from A New Hope. I guess this is a, this is a feature suggested itself to the folks at Takara due to R2 having projected the image of Leia while in Ben Kenobi's hovel. Uh, but the fun of this toy doesn't end with the viewer, and this is my favorite part. <laughs> It also has a hatch in its back, which folds down to reveal an imposing double-barreled <laughs> rocket launcher. Those Japanese folks sure do love their missiles. And <laughs> I don't know. I was drawn to all the, the missile-firing Japanese toys. I right. just, I don't know. There's it, something, I, I don't know, something classic about that that just, <laughs> I don't it, know. It is I, I awesome. love that this is, it's like a, I don't know, it's like a schizophrenic toy. It's very passive aggressive with the uh <laughs> the simple slide viewer that you think right. of and then you have the back end can kill you with, with rockets right. so i, I don't <laughs> wow that, that, that'd be like that'd be like a good like tagline the back end can kill you with rockets <laughs> yeah it, it is true it's like you can just kind of sit there and peacefully play and then if you're if you're kind of you know pent up or the person who's watching you is recording a podcast in the other room you can uh, you know start shooting rockets at the sky and it, it lets you know you know they they weren't worried about kids choking on rockets i mean a kid chokes on rockets survival no, the no, fittest no. right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can, you can fall. So wonder they don't have a rocket firing Fett over there. Really, yeah. I mean, because <laughs> they they love they love Boba Fett, you know. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. You know, you can you can both watch the movie and recreate a scene that never happened. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that's a that, that's a pretty good nugget and uh, pretty pretty well fitting. Uh, another thing I love about this is that it's diecast. And, yeah, you know, I've never actually held one, but you know, I mean, they they really don't cheese out on materials here. So these Takara toys really, I mean, it's funny you start to just see the more you know typical Kenner stuff from that point on. But these earlier for the first movie, they really went all out. Yeah. Uh, that's what I really love about the, the first one. So they're all unique to to Japan, right? So. And it has like the third leg that descends, and I mean, you 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 heard in the interview that. Uh, in many ways, the reason that things got cheaper and cheaper is it actually, you know, didn't do that well. You know, you'd, mm. you'd think that these things were flying off the shelves, but they they actually weren't. So that's why you know you kind of start with the die cast R two D twos and the rocket firing three POs <laughs> and all that stuff and the crazy eyed Chewbacca's, and then at the end <laughs> you just have a sticker on the back of a of a stock oh, production <laughs> figure. So uh, yeah, it's uh, I, you can only wonder what would have happened if they kept going. But uh, oh man. And uh, all right, well then let's uh, let's stay within the theme and and hit our uh, one dollar of licks market watch. One dollar flicks market watch. No extra. All right. So for the market watch, Steve. Once again, I uh, I delegated it uh, pretty much all the work to you because I'm you know traipsing around and uh, eating octopus, uh, <laughs> so it seems <laughs> as though you you've done a good job of, of focusing uh, on this Japanese themed uh, 
Japanese themed. I suppose yeah. is it in honor of me being in Japan or of the Mr. Lobato shirt, Steve? Which which are we saying? It's here? it's a little bit of both. I mean, it's it's definitely been a Japanese themed uh, month. I don't yeah. know. It seems like, but, but um, I, I don't know. I I had not, not really looked in Japan, but... which is just really. I know. The only we're, weird thing. Everyone's little, like, why are you doing this now? But, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, my, my wife got, you know, round-trip tickets for 800 bucks. so and you want to talk about a deal, huh? that's, uh, that's a deal. Anyways, so the first thing you picked was the Celebration Japan medallions, because we're thinking about giveaways and Celebration. Right. And, and what did that sell for? Uh, well, full set, uh, Duncan Jenkins sold one for 305 Um It's... Weird. I was looking. I was trying to find sales of just the the celebration four medallions, uh-huh. and I wasn't finding a whole lot there. Um, but this was actually something that sold, huh. and uh, I you know I figured, well, it's it's Japanese. Uh, yeah, it's there with you go. The rest of the thing, but um, yeah, I I uh, I never put together a full set of the coins or the medallions last time, and I wasn't. I just remember them being a really hot item initially, but I never really uh, right. followed them much after that. So I was curious to see. You know how how these were doing, and uh, full set for three hundred five dollars. That's you know there's still the demand for it. Yeah. So and then and then you brought up some of the the C four medallions. Uh, you had the right. Leia R two and Sand People that went unsold for like eighty bucks. So that's you know I guess the the demand. Yeah, they they were all kind of sitting there at that. Yeah, yeah. It seems that, it seems that are more I don't know the harder ones tend to go for around 40 or 50 and then the other ones mm-hmm. seem to go for 20 but uh oh hey if, yeah. if someone like is super excited about me giving them a shirt and wants to throw me one of those uh celebration japan uh chewy medallions you can <laughs> you can go ahead but you know if not that's cool too um uh and then you looked up some takara stuff so now we were we, right, I, uh, I was i was talking to um to Aime and he told us that the of the three alternate uh, Takaras, you know, the way you can tell beyond the fact they're different is that it doesn't say made in Hong Kong. It just doesn't say anything. Mm. And because it doesn't say where it's made, you're supposed to know it's made in Japan. So you looked up uh, the, the most valuable one, which is the, and well, this, this was right. not talked about in the interview, the white background. Right. So, white background, alternate sculpt. Right. So that's And the, I'll be honest, I, I don't know too many about the details about these things. That, uh, it definitely caught my eye. And I'd, I'd heard about them, um, right. but I didn't know how many specific ones there were. But this one was the white background. Uh, so instead of yellow behind Darth Vader in the 12 back, right. it's white, which is very striking, very cool. And then the mm-hmm. actual sculpt itself is slightly different, a little bit nicer in the Japanese version. Mm-hmm. And this AFA eighty five sold for one thousand two hundred fifty. That's right. That's yeah, that was that was actually jaw Yeah, that sounds about right, though. I mean, that's, yeah. that's not an easy piece to find. It's no, desirable. no. I I had a feeling that these were tough to find. I just uh, yeah, I I saw I was looking for stuff that actually sold, and this was there. I'm like, wow, wow. Yeah, and then finally you got a something I'd never even I think seen. This is before. probably my favorite. Favorite thing I had found. Um, I used to, you know, my dad and I would work on model kits and things like this um, huh. when I was a kid. When I saw this, it was a Tsukuda uh, ATAT versus Snow Speeder model kit from 1982, <laughs> and I, I didn't realize that that they were doing the the toy or you know anything Star Wars related 
before, you know, Return of the Jedi, so this was kind of cool. Right. Um, I just love the artwork on the box. Yeah, and we'll, because we'll I, have that just reminds me of the stuff like Wow, yeah, that yeah, is definitely some great artwork. You have, uh, you have like the trenches there, and you have this one guy like lifting up his hand, like waving to you, like "Get into the fight, man!" And, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> it's that's pretty intense, man. That looks like a pretty yeah. good model. I'll have to go to Starcase and, and see if they have it. Yeah, and that one uh, sold for about fifty bucks. So yeah, um, I thought that was a uh, easily the the gem of the market watch. I mean, it's, you know, for me, I know that people may you know find the the Vader more interesting but um i don't know why i just really like that that little model kit because i'd never seen anything like that and i didn't realize yeah. they made them so it's cool <laughs> all right well i think uh let's let's uh should we should we hit a little bit of the feedback yeah sounds good someday you call here at the kive cast we really do care give us a call at one eight seven seven seventy seven Wampa, or email us at podcast at the SWCA dot com. That number again is eight seven seven. Well, Steve, uh, most of the feedback has been, "Hey, I want a shirt." Which, which is cool. And hey, I want a pin. And we love that feedback. Um, the the Wampa line literally exploded with with four phone calls, uh, two of which I could not hear. Um, and then one of them was from John McElwain. And then we did get one Steve from a listener who said that he used to listen to the Kivecast in Iraq. Yeah, Iraq. Iraq. I, I don't know if you know. I mean, I know young people don't follow the news. There's been a war there for several years, Steve. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's pretty – yeah, that's pretty cool, you know, helping wow. out the troops, building the morale. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. You know, nice, nice getting – he didn't leave his name or anything. So uh, we'll just have to imagine that he looks like a rebel trooper or something. But, uh, yeah, good. yeah, so that's uh, – you know, thanks for your service, uh to the country, and thanks for listening to the Kivecast. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, I'd say in that order, although I'm probably most most thankful that he's listening to the Kivecast, because that's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, you can keep on trying to call that number, uh, 877-77-WAMPA. You can email us, podcast at the SWCA.com. And, uh, you know, we want to keep on hearing, and very excited to give out those, uh, those pins and, and give the talk, and... Um, it took us a long time to figure out the text underneath the pin. So it's going to say Wampa Wampa, the SWCA podcast. So that way it's it's clear, but it's not uh, it doesn't say Star Wars on it. So, so you know you can wear it on wear it on girls and stuff and, and seem cool. <laughs> um, yeah, is there anything else you want to add for this uh, this busy week? Oh, that sounds about it. I mean, we got the storm is on the horizon. <laughs> it is, and uh, uh, oh, and I, I suppose we, we better look up our, our fantasy scores now that it's oh the uh, the All Star break. Official break, right? The official All Star break, where I've been going up and down and around and all over the place, and I wound up at the All Star break in a solid third place, Steve. <laughs> and, I'm what seventh? <laughs> yeah, you're you're in seventh, but you know you're you're still not that far away from. Uh, from actually the bottom or the top, you're pretty much equal. So I, I uh, think you're gonna make figures. a make a, a, a mid game push. I'm going to I'm going to a Japanese baseball game tomorrow. 
Good. I was just going to ask you about that. Yeah. Uh, one thing I've always wondered about Japanese baseball uh-huh. games is, I mean, instead of getting your hot dog vendors, do you have sushi vendors just getting... I mean, I would love to eat sushi <laughs> at a baseball game in Japan. That well, would just be like a dream come true. Well, yeah. Right? By, by the next, uh, next Kivecast, I think. I mean, it'll be in August, so it'll either be after Celebration or maybe even at Celebration, hey? Sounds hey, good. Hey, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. Should we do one at Celebration? There? Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah, hey, so uh, breaking news, Steve. The next uh, Kivecast will be recorded at Celebration. (laughs) That works for me. Awesome, man. Well, uh, thank you, uh, everybody, for listening. And, uh, you know, we, we, uh, it seems as though I've been, you know, checking up and we're we're getting more, more listeners, not less listeners as time goes on. So uh, more legions of space freaks are are joining us uh, every month. (laughs) And uh, we'd, we'd really love to see you at the at the panel and at the collector thing. And if you, if you like what we're doing, uh, feel free to let us know because uh, we have fragile egos. Um, <laughs> at least I do. Steve's very confident. Uh, yeah, awesome. Anyways, we'll, we'll see you all in Orlando. Uh, and if we don't see you all in Orlando, we'll uh, see you on the next Kivecast. Wampa Wampa. Adios. This podcast is not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, Hasbro Toys, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at www.starwars.com. The official Hasbro site can be found at www.hasbro.com. Star Wars all names and sounds of Star Wars characters and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or the respective copyright and trademark holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Star Wars Collector's Archive, unless otherwise indicated. Sinichi, Oishisa ni Eiwa Ari.